listening to The Upland Rookie, a podcast presented by Upland Brits. up rookies and welcome to episode 11 of the upland rookie podcast as always i'm your host and this is presented by upland brits if you don't know what upland brits is go check out my instagram upland underscore brits that is what started this whole journey that i am on with upland and bird dogs and all sorts of stuff um kind of propelled this addiction, fed this addiction um, to go further and further. So check it out, post a bunch of info over at that page, as well as the Upland Rookie Podcast. A Yukonuba, they believe that peak performance is what happens when a dog's natural athletic ability, that's a mouthful, is shaped by training and unleashed by nutritional science. The all-new Yukonuba premium performance lineup features four different formulas. The sprint, the exercise, the sport, that's what I feed, and the work. Yes, four different formulas to match what your dog needs, maybe based on their activity level or based on the time of year, the season, if it's hot, if it's cold, if you're running sled dogs, hunting dogs, just training, trial, uh, agility, <laughs> whatever your dog needs, they've got you covered with the right formula for you. So check them out at yukanubasportingdog.com. Also, thanks to Cable Gangs. Cable Gangs just came in the mail the other day. I got my three dog system, which actually can be a five dog system if you want. Um, so if you don't know what Cable Gangs is, check them out on Instagram or Facebook, Cable, G-A-N-G-Z. Uh, great system. I'm Right now I'm using it in my backyard. Um, if I need to let the dogs have a change of scenery from the dog run, switch things up, uh, I brought it out to the training grounds, uh, put two stakes in the ground, uh, put the, the main line connecting between the two stakes and clip your dogs very easily um, to that main line. Let's them um, just chill and relax and get a little feedback on their neck if they um, they pull, they push, they you know go crazy, do whatever. Um, they're picking up and learning on those cues. Uh, my dogs have been on a, uh, a cable gang or a uh, chain gang. It's kind of the more, more popular term for it for quite a while. They've Gage has been on one a bunch. Um, so he kind of knows the drill. He knows it's kind of time to chill and relax and he's got his bowl of water there. And so really cool system. Hit up Brennan. Remember, if you order a cable gangs system, mention the Upland Rookie Podcast to Brennan when you order and you'll get uh, a choice of a free item. And it's either going to be a blank pistol tether that you can uh, tether to your blank pistol to your belt loop or a uh, 24 inch uh, drop which is the, the cable that goes from the dog to the main line. So don't forget, mention the Upland Rookie Podcast to Brennan when you order your cable gangs. Ready to jump into episode 11. First, a weekend review or a quick weekend recap. What did you do this weekend? Write me in. What did you work on with your bird dog? Maybe you picked up a new bird dog this weekend. 
that was not me, but maybe you did. Uh, go ahead, write me in or write into me, share your story. Um, what'd you work on this weekend? I worked, continue the breaking process. You guys are probably sick of me hearing that, but it is a process. It takes time. Um, I'm, I'm taking it slow. I'm, I'm not trying to rush this. And so every day I'm, I'm working, uh, with gauge, uh, basically through the Smith method. Um, if you don't know what that is, look it up, but I will do a future episode, just more on the, that detail. Um, I'm about, th- about three quarters of the way through, uh, of this process so far. He's showing good signs through this whole, uh, through every step of the way. Um, but, and before I always move on to a new step of the process, I always, um, will kind of go back and just confirm and make sure, kind of see where he's at from the first step and make sure he's, he's solid on that. Then I'll progress through the rest of those steps. So that's really what I focus on this weekend. Um, I got Gunner out on some birds, um, steady to wing shot fall and release. He was solid for me. Um, really excited to see that. Um, so had a great weekend, got the dogs out, let them swim uh, Saturday and Sunday. I think they both swam. Um, so it was fun to get them out, give them exercise a little bit. And yeah, so that's my weekend. Again, write me in. What did you work on this week with your bird dog? Hey guys, don't forget we have the Dakota 283 giveaway happening. It only goes into the end of July, July 30th. Um, make sure to um, get your bonus entries in soon. Um, I really would like to kind of start reading some of those stories or seeing some of those videos that you post online um, of uh, of your story of how you got started upland hunting, why, like craft your own unique story. Um, doesn't have to be the, the most grammatically correct, perfect Wall Street Journal story, (laughs) that kind of quality. Um, Just write your story. Um, Just send it in. You'll get those five extra bonus entries. Um, Again, I'd love to read some of those best ones on the uh, the podcast. Um, So again, you have until July 30th. Make sure to, uh, again, write those stories in. Email me, uplandbrits at gmail.com. That's five extra bonus entries into the giveaway. Um, The other way is posting a a video, similar concept. Just post a video uh, on Instagram, tag the Upland Rookie, and use the Upland Rookie podcast hashtag. Um, So do those two things. That's also worth five bonus entries. Um, The other way for a bonus entry is leaving an Apple podcast review and screenshotting me your entry. That's worth two extra reviews. So guys, listen, this is over a $500 value. You are getting a Dakota 283 uh, G3 medium kennel with the Dakota Guard. Um, That's their new uh, antimicrobial uh, formula that is in basically inside of the kennel uh, mold. And so it's really going to help and fight against... um, uh, bacteria that can sit or live on kennels generally. Um, so really cool feature. Also, you're going to get um, a choice of a dine and dash or a dash watering system or a food and water combo. Um, so the guys, this is a great value. Um, again, if you want to up your chances, we're getting towards the end here now, uh, one month left, um, get those bonus entries in. It's going to get your name in the hat, um, five, 10 more times, whatever it might be based on what you do. So don't be shy. Get those bonus entries into me. I can't wait to see it. And thank you to Dakota. This is an amazing giveaway. All right, guys, couple more things. Um, Instagram stories. Oh, this was fun. Over the this past weekend, I did 
um, kind of an Instagram story series. I'm just asking some questions, and I thought my I thought the responses were pretty interesting, and I was going to go over a couple of those, a couple of things that either surprised me or were interesting. So this was over at um, the Upland Rookie Podcast Instagram, and okay, I'm going to start from the beginning and kind of work through a couple. I won't take too much time, but. Um, do you upland hunt with a pointing dog or a flushing dog? 14% flushing dog, 86% pointing dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't worry. Uh, anyone with a flusher, I am actually very curious about the flushing breeds. Um, I have a special guest coming up on the podcast. I'm actually recording tonight with them, um, flushing dogs that they run. So that'll be coming out in a few weeks. Um, so stay tuned. Um, and I will have more on the podcast as well, but, um, just interesting. Kind of want to know where the audience was as far as pointing dog versus flushing dog. I'll spend a little more time on this than others, but um, I did hunt over a flushing dog one time and it was a blast. It was an absolute blast. It was a, a preserve in Illinois. Um, there was a beautiful yellow lab that we hunted behind and it was running gun and fast and fast and furious. I mean, it was just a great time. So really positive experience uh, for my experience hunting over a flushing dog. Okay, um, next question how long have you been upland hunting? Okay, so this one, I did less than one year or more than one year. So 78% more than one year and 22% less than one year. I um, thought that was pretty interesting. It's kind of good to know where those, just how many people are true, like true rookies, like just figuring things out less than a year. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Now I up the years, 35% uh, are less than three years. 65% are more than three years. Then we're going to go up to the next one. 43% uh, less than five years and 57% more than five years. Here's a cool thing, guys. This podcast, th these numbers I think show you, are not just for those newbies. Um, yes, this might be rookie focused and kind of sharing experiences and getting those rookies pumped up and getting them some knowledge. But it's also for those veteran hunters that I call four, five, six, seven plus years. And I think that's really cool. I think this this is bridging that gap of not just one people group, but um, a very broad group of people who just love bird dogs and love hunting. So I think that's really cool. Um, thanks for sharing uh, just your feedback and your experience of how long you've been hunting. Okay, how many bird dogs do you own? It was overwhelmingly uh, one dog uh, hunters. Favorite bird species to hunt? The grouse, no, actually the pheasant took the grouse by one. Um, that was surprising. The grouse was leading for a long time. Or actually, it took it by two. The pheasant beat the grouse by two under favorite bird species to hunt. So pretty interesting. Uh, so that was, it was pheasant one, grouse two, quail three, and chucker. Chucker came in last. Where's my chucker hunters? Come on, guys. Um, okay, a couple more podcast do you like the opening segment 10% said no 10% of you said you do not like the opening segments well that's all right um podcast outline I'm going to share that in a little bit um bum, bum, bum. oh 89% of you said uh you answered that you would like to see more uh non-sponsored gear reviews of the podcast 
So pretty cool, something I am gonna try. I'll just jump into this now. Um, I am gonna try and tweak the podcast format a little bit, and I'm gonna try it. Uh, I'm just gonna try it out for for all of July, maybe a little bit of August, and just see kind of how the feedback is. Um, Let me know how you like it. you will still get an episode every single week. You'll still get one every week from me. Um, every other week, it's gonna be my long form interviews with uh, a guest. I'll make sure those are episodes are at least an hour, uh, minimum an hour, even longer. Um, so don't worry as far as content length. I will make sure those are lengthy, well thought out episodes. The opposite weeks, I'm gonna try shorter episodes and switch those up from maybe, um, again, non-sponsored gear reviews, uh, maybe talking uh, about a specific topic more that you wanna hear about, Um, maybe just tackling, yeah, tackling a specific thing, sharing a specific story, so those are gonna I'm gonna get creative with and switch those up a little bit. So um, again, I'm gonna try that for July, maybe part of August, and just see if if it bombs and it's not great, then we're gonna go back to the other format. But just wanted to let you know kind of where where I'm headed. Um, yeah, so let's give it a try. I hope you continue to join me. Um, it's not too big of a shift, but um, enough that I just wanted to let you know kind of what I'm thinking, and we'll start that next week for episode 12. So stay tuned for that. All right, couple more things of that Instagram story. So hey, I asked a couple gear questions um, on vests, boots, um, and shotguns, and pretty cool looking through all those. Um, I don't know if I'm going to share those results with you or not. Should I? I guess I will. Okay. Overwhelmingly on the, well, not overwhelmingly. Uh, Final Rise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Davis. Uh, Final Rise did win the vest. And again, it's not a a winning. It just had more votes. Uh, Final Rise was the most popular vest, followed by the Orvis strap vest. Orvis, what the hell? Golly. I didn't even know they made that vest still. Um, But pretty cool. I have... I do know a buddy that rocks that and loves it, but um, followed by Orvis, and then I think what was the Hunt Ready might have been in, the, in third. Um, it was kind of all over the place. Um, Chief Upland was a, was in in the top five probably, but um, anyways, so many good vests out there. I'm not not saying negative things about any of them, but it was just interesting to see what you're rocking and why you're rocking it. So pretty cool. Thanks for that. Boots were all over the place. I'm not going to get into that. Um, that really was all over the place. Um, but I am going to do a boot review coming up here in the future, and we'll go from there. Okay, a um, couple more things. Oh, this surprised the heck out of me. Do you kennel your dog while driving? 70%, 72% yes, 28% no. Dang, that, that just surprised me. Um, I guess, I mean, there's no right or wrong. You do, do what you want. But um, I just view it as a safety thing, honestly. Um, so if you don't kennel your dog, that's, that's your choice. That's awesome. Um, personally, for me, I, I want to kennel my dog. I want to keep them safe if there was ever an accident, things like that. Um, and also, it's just ease for me. When I get out of the car, um, if my dog's not kenneled, maybe it's just my dogs. Maybe your dogs are more well-behaved than mine. But I like having that a little bit more control of like, I can let one out at a time, collar them up, then let the other one out. If I open the car door, um, 
they're both trying to jump out and, and just be crazy. So again, that might be my dogs, but it's just more of a convenience thing for me. Um, what kennel you're using that was all over the place. Rufflin was the most popular. Um, and then other actually was very popular. Um, and so a couple of you said you use dog boxes. Um, some of you said you use one of each of the main brands. So, um, kind of interesting to see there. So anyways, guys, that was the quick Instagram story kind of summary. Um, it was fun seeing some of these responses, um, chatting with some of you over messages. So thank you for, uh, participating again. I'm looking forward to um, just a new format here coming up in July and part of August. We'll see how it goes. Give me your feedback. Would love to hear from you. Um, so I think that is all my stuff for now. Hey, don't forget the Dakota 283 giveaway. Please uh, write your Upland story. How did you get start, started? Why did you get started? And why do you continue to chase after it? So uh, write in to me. Um, you'll be entered into the podcast an extra five times. So don't forget about that. We'll be closing in end of July. So, all right, we're going to turn it over to episode 11. This is my interview with Clayton of Rogue House. Um, really fun conversation. Uh, Clayton and I live pretty close to each other and uh, just had a great time here. So I hope you enjoy. <laughs> the back of the podcast. <laughs> he's very well behaved, though. Oh yeah, he's he's pretty chill. It's funny since uh, so since Gunner left two weeks ago, he like mellowed out. For oh yeah, time. like I thought he was depressed for a couple days. Uh-huh. Um, I think they just got super close, and yeah, I don't know what it was, but he was super chill. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, good. I know that's been really good. Um, all right, dude. So uh, Clayton, put us put us on a map. Um, where are you located? And just give us uh, a little overview of uh, of who you are. Yeah, so I'm in Arvada. I've lived there a good majority of my life. Arvada, Colorado, yeah, right? Arvada, so Colorado, we, we are sorry. doing this in person, which is super fun. Yeah, you said first time in person? Se- I think second one okay. in person, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I uh, was born and raised in Arvada. Um, other than that, the only time I've been outside of Arvada is when I went to college. And then uh, I lived in Florida, actually, for about seven, eight months. That's a whole story in and of itself. <laughs> didn't like it, moved back. Um, and now I'm looking at Elizabeth. So okay, nice. Yeah, get, get uh, as far bit, as little land, hopefully. Yeah, that would be great. That's the goal, um, mostly for these dogs. I mean, I went and looked at the property today, and you know, I looked at the inside of the house. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. Let's go see what we have yeah. for the dogs. <laughs> I would do the same thing. <laughs> and like, there, so, how much land? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But there's there's a good little uh, good little shed that I could put them in, make a dog run, and so everything nice. for the dogs is perfect now. For my wife and kids, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's another story. Yeah, exactly. It's another story. Yeah. Well, uh, as far fun. as who I am, I, I'm kind of just a family guy. You know, I'm a family man, and uh, that's the biggest reason I've gotten into upland hunting is because mm-hmm. that's what I grew up doing, and I want my kids to okay. do the same. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I can't wait to dig into that a little bit more. Uh, definitely want to hear, yeah, a little bit how you got started. Um, I actually want to talk about your truck real quick. Okay. Um, you've posted some some pretty cool photos. Um, and you, you just got, did you just get the topper and the deck at the same time? Yeah, I, okay. I got the topper and deck together. I lucked out and I found a guy that was selling oh. uh, his stuff used. And it just happened to be a, a paint match with my truck. So I lucked out there. Uh, but I've wanted it forever. Yeah. It, it's perfect setup for the dogs, especially with the weather and whatnot. Absolutely. Um, so far, I love it. Yeah. Have you liked the deck so far? Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, I still got to set it up. You know, I'm looking at, they have that foam insert you can put in. Oh, yeah. Put yeah. the guns in I've one side that. and then the gear in the other. But yeah, yeah, we'll see. I, I still got to dig into it and, yeah. and get everything all organized. But so far, so good. 
That's awesome. No, it looks it looks super cool. Yeah, um, thank I you. Did, kind of a funny story. So I got uh, I got these kennels uh, a couple months ago. Um, had the topper with no deck. Just got the deck a couple days ago, and these do not fit with the topper. No, <laughs> you they think? don't. No, they I ran do not. into the same issue. Did you? Yeah. So I had uh, the same style kennel, yeah. about the same size. Yeah. And I go to put it in. You and, can, and you can tilt it. You can yeah. fit it in sideways, but then when you go to yep. stand it up, it gets stuck. And I, so I actually heard some cracking in my roof. Oh no! Because so it was it was a tight squeeze. I was like, oh, I, if I just push a little bit, it should be fine. Well, I started pushing this kennel up. <laughs> and I started hearing like this cracking. I'm like, oh no! <laughs> Went too far. Too far. Too yeah. far. So um, I actually, so what? You, yeah. You're gonna have to downsize. So I think we're gonna keep these as, as just the house kennels here, yeah. and I just ordered two of the Rufflin intermediates. Oh, and that's what they, that's what I run. That's what they were in. I loved them. Yeah. These are amazing too. Uh, amazing kennels, um, but just practicality i'm like i can't fit i can't fit them in there so yeah that's funny I, I literally out. just went through the same thing yeah uh, three four weeks ago <laughs> and i was doing the same thing twisting it sideways yeah you know, <laughs> like i just idiot out there my uh, my wife came out as i was trying to squeeze this thing in there she's like you're not telling me we have to buy more kettles are you it's <laughs> like honey i think i think so i think we do yeah um well clayton um so talk a little bit about um i want to get into just your instagram account for a second here um, two things. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, but then also um, talk a little bit about your photography side. Um, just because from what I've observed over the last you know year or so that I've followed you, um, you're putting out some really cool photos, really high quality images. Um, is that something you you grew up doing? Like, do you know how to do photos like that, or is that something you just figured no, out? No, in fact, I actually know nothing about photography. No I way. Just, I, yeah, I, I take all my photos with uh, my phone. No way. All those photos are with your phone. Yeah, until about three days ago. No um, way. So I've been inspired by a few guys on Instagram who sure. just take amazing pictures. Yeah. So I bought my first camera. Oh, nice. It's just a cheap one, and I'll tell you what, it is hard. <laughs> it is. There's way more to it than I ever expected. All the expected. settings and stuff. I'm yeah, sure. yeah. Options. Like if you if you do this one too high, then it's blurry and. So I got I got a lot to learn there. Um, as far as the pictures, though, yeah, everything's pretty much been my phone. That's awesome. Um, and I edited it a little bit. Yeah, I'm not good at that either. <laughs> Somehow they look all right. No, they look great, and they, they're uh, I'm I'm big on consistency, and they're very consistent. So yeah, that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to get this look. Like I have a you know it pictured in my head of what I want. Still haven't got it yet, but it, it's a work in progress. <laughs> okay, well, don't sell yourself short because they are they're really nice. Well, thank you. Really yeah, nice. I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, so talk a little bit about when did you when did you start your Instagram account? Um, how long ago? So it was right around when uh, Rogue, my older uh, German short hair, was maybe uh, three or months three or four months old, uh, and I was like, you know what, it'd be cool to uh, to throw out like a hunting style page with some with some bird dogs. And I started it just as um, a page for just the dogs. Um, and I have Rogue, and then there's Oakley. They're both German short hairs. Okay. And I just kind of got into it, making it their page. And then as I went through more and more and learned more about German short hairs and, and training them and whatnot, I realized that my dogs have uh, a pretty good natural ability, and I lucked out. So I started looking at breeding, and ultimately, that's what I'd like to do with both of them. Okay, just to pass on their their traits. Yeah. But, so now it's it's switched from Rogue and Oakley to now it's Rogue House. Okay. Yeah. So you pronounce it House. H- yeah. H a u s. Yeah, I believe it's German. You know, okay. there's there's some places around Colorado that you know it's like the new up and coming fad to call a place a house. Oh, okay. A, a house sure. could be a, a number of things, like sure. a coffee shop. Gotcha. There's uh, there's hotels, but over in Germany, a lot of theirs are you know. 
say Mager von or von Mager House. Oh, okay. um, so I, I just kind of stole a little bit of the the German side of the dogs. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, since we're we're touching on the dogs a little bit, let's let's get into that. Um, what what drew you to the GSPs? You know, I know uh, close to nothing about hunting dogs. Uh, the only thing that I knew is I grew up hunting behind German short hairs. Okay. Uh, from the age of like 14, 15 on, I, I had a buddy, his uncle had two German short hairs and I got the, the privilege to hunt behind them and watch them point. And when the time came where I was walking fields without a dog and I'm like, this sucks. You know? <laughs> this is not fun. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I need a dog. So I reached out to my buddy's uncle. I said, Hey, tell me everything, you know, uh, what your recommendations are. And he actually told me, you know, they're crazy dogs. Do not get one. And I was like, <laughs> so he was well, trying to steer you away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They are. They're wild dogs. Sure. Um, but I think any working dog has They're going to have a level of energy. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But um, more than anything was just, that's all I knew. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, and what kind of research did you, so when, when the time came for you to say, all right, I, I need a dog. Like what kind of research did you put in to like find the, the breeder or like what kind of questions were you asking for like the the line of dog you were kind of looking for a style all those things well to start i knew i wanted a gsp and i just started on youtube and i found standing stone kennels i think oh, yeah. a number of guys know yep. about them they're a pretty big kennel in kansas but i uh, started watching their their videos on youtube and um, from that point on, I was like, yeah, this is the kind of dog I want. Um, and then as far as breeders, actually, I just I was looking on Facebook and I looked out. I found uh, Jet Black Kennels in Brush, Colorado. Okay. And, oh, that's uh, local. Nice. Yeah, they're local and uh, reached out to them. And, you know, the, you're done when you go see the puppy. <laughs> it's a toast. done deal. Yeah, that's, <laughs> so, that's the dog you're walking away so, with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think Rogue was maybe, I don't know, four or five weeks old. We went hunting. Came back and saw her, and I was like, yeah. oh, I'm sold. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, but I asked a number of questions about uh, their pedigrees and who in their family has hunted and what titles they've earned. Um, more than anything, I think the, the important thing with short hairs, and probably any working dog in general, is just do they have that on-off switch? Mm. Um, and me personally, I think that part of that is bred into them, mm. and I think that you know a number of it comes from training. But this kennel has very calm dogs inside the house. Oh, nice. And I was like, okay. So I asked a bunch about that. Um, and then, you know, back when I was doing all this, I just didn't know a whole lot about hunting dogs or, or what goes into training. So I really just got lucky. <laughs> that, hey, that, that's okay. Yeah. Um, how old are both your dogs? So Rogue will be uh, two in, I think, November. Uh, and Oakley is going to be one uh, at the end of this month, I believe. I have, I, I'm okay. horrible with dates. I haven't written <laughs> yeah, down somewhere. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, my my calendar has to remind me, like, yeah. it's the brown dog's birthday. Nice, That kind of leads into this. Well, describe kind of each of the dogs. Um, like, how are they different, if at all? Like, and also, how are they similar? Not just on looks, but also hunting style. Yeah, so they're both actually from the same kennel. Um, they're one litter, one litter apart, same parents. Oh, nice. And uh, I'll tell you what, they couldn't be more different as far as personality traits. Oh, wow. Rogue is, Rogue is very independent, and uh, she loves any animal there is. Um, squirrels, chipmunks, you name it, she likes all animals. And she has a high prey drive for them. Uh, whereas Oakley is super personable, and she would be sitting in your lap wherever you are. <laughs> 
And she actually, she really only likes birds. Like she doesn't show an interest oh, wow. in really any other animals. Okay. Um, and they hunt in completely different ways. It, it's hard to describe. Um, but I've tried to train them to know, you know, stay somewhat close to me in the field. Just because Colorado, the, bird, the birds are wild here. Sure. <laughs> they flush way out. And yeah. it, it's not uncommon to have a dog that'll flush one. So I try to train them to stay close. Um, both of them do a decent job with that. And then uh, they have very different ways of, of how they pattern the field, I guess hmm. I'd say. Are they, um, are they both similar range when they're out? Yeah, they're both similar range. Oakley's a lot younger, so I don't okay. have quite as much control over here, sure. over her. But uh, yeah, I'd say on a good day, they're within, I don't know, 80 yards of me or nice. so. Yeah. And both of them quarter decent. Um, but Rogue is, is really good about hitting a lot of ground, whereas okay. Oakley, Oakley uses her nose in, in a way that I'll never understand. I just have to trust her. Sure. And I've been walking <laughs> fields, and she'll all of a sudden turn around and go over yeah. stuff we've covered. And I'm like, what are you doing, dog? Yeah. Do, you even, do you smell anything? And, <laughs> and there, there she is on point. I'm like, well, I just got to trust this yeah. dog. So it, it's awesome when you get to say that, that. That you just follow your dog. Yeah, that your dog proves you wrong. Yeah, exactly. We, time and time again, I, the, what you're describing, I've had a million times with that dog right there. Yep. I'm like, dude, that, that, where that, are that you going? Not, yeah, it does not look birdie over there. <laughs> right, there's, the birds are over here. <laughs> yeah. nope. There's no cover. <laughs> no. What, what, get over here. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, do, uh, real quick, I was going to ask, so with the GSPs, do the, yours at least, do they have any, um, any fur drive at all or not really? Because I've heard... Some do with, with that um, German line, but... I would say Rogue does. Um, she's an expert. This is going to be gross, but she's an <laughs> expert at catching rats and mice. Okay. Um, chipmunks. You, you name it. If it if it has blood running through its veins, she's trying to get it. Okay. Um, and I haven't really had too many encounters with, with that many other animals. Sure. But I'll bet she would chase it and try to get Let it. try it, yeah. Oakley, on the other hand, she just likes birds, and her okay. bird drive is just through the roof. Okay. That's cool. Uh, my buddy, he's actually over in Lone Tree, uh, Matt Harrell. Um, he's got two older GSPs, and I think it's Maddie, his younger one. Um, kind of similar, like mice and, and squirrels and all that kind of stuff. We'll be at the tailgate after a hunt. We're all kind of just chilling, exhausted. He's, you know, Gage is, is resting. And we're like, where's Maddie? She's off, like, digging for mice. And <laughs> she's, like, always hunting. Uh-huh. That's all, rogue. Yeah. <laughs> it's always hunting. It's crazy how they can all have a little bit different about them, you know? Oh, totally. What uh, What made you choose uh, females over male? Did you just have experience, or, or what were you kind of looking for? You know, I don't really know. Uh, I've always liked male dogs a little more. I've felt like they're a little more biddable in the past. Um I would say I probably just I, I fell in love with her when I when I saw yeah. her. <laughs> you um, saw that puppy and <laughs> yeah, and then with Oakley, my second one, uh, they had I want to say they had like two or three females, and only one was livered. I'm like, oh, that's the one I want. Okay, mostly really like I like the black look a little more. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, and so just to catch everyone up, you have one liver in Yeah, so Rogue is black, uh, and and Oakley's liver. Okay. Um, yeah, I should have said that, but. Really, the only reason I went for a liver one is so I could tell the difference in the field. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. But I, That's I don't know good. if I have a good answer for why I chose females. Now, I do have a puppy on order, and it's yes. definitely going to be a male. I saw this. Yeah, I'm exciting. pretty excited about that. That is exciting. Uh, so totally different kennel? Yeah, different like? kennel. Okay. Um, it's Show Me out of Missouri. Okay. Um, good pedigree. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, Lee is... 
Lee is the one doing the breeding with nice. him, and he's just a good guy. We've okay. had you know hour-long conversations about this little guy. Nice. He's not even he's not even born yet. Okay, so that's uh, that's that's an exciting process. I uh, so Gage was a kind of a spur of the moment, like puppy was available. You know, got my first bird dog, mm-hmm. um, Gunner, my second one. I did the whole like before he was born, talked to the breeder, like ask all these questions. Right. It's exciting. It's kind of exciting to like. Oh yeah get to pick out the parents really before the puppy's even there. Yeah. And that's, I, I I tell people all the time, that's the most important thing you can do is pick out the parents and the grandparents and their parents and just go down the line. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I didn't know enough about it when I was buying my first two, but I I really, like I said, just lucked out Yeah, uh, because they're they're doing great. Let's dive into that a little bit more. So, so with this third dog coming now, um, you got the first two fairly Mm -hmm. close together. Um, what like different questions were you asking the third time around now? Uh, the biggest thing this time around is, uh, the on off switch, you know, how well they do in the house versus in the field. Um, and then after that, I would say it's, are they genetically tested mm-hmm. and are their hips and elbows checked, eyes checked, um, and all that. Um, other than that, I mean, I think just looking if, if they come from a good pedigree sure. and, Good hunt family, then yeah. I really didn't have that many questions this go around, surprisingly. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so, and then, yeah, we got to touch on as well. So you're getting a male, you got two females, mm-hmm. and you did mention you want to do a kennel uh, earlier in, in this. Uh, talk about that a little bit. Like, what, do you, what are your kind of hopes going forward? Yeah, you know, I want to start off small. Um, nothing crazy in mind, but maybe, maybe a litter a year to start with. Okay. Uh, part of the problem is uh, their heat cycle is during hunting season so i'll get maybe one heat cycle that isn't um and then go from there but i just i'll tell you what i think that i kind of owe it to my dogs to pass on their genetics sure and you know what you got you know it's good and you want to carry that on yeah you know like there's studies out there that genetics um are like 38 percent, 39 percent of what you're going to get out of the out of the offspring and really i think that that's the only reason that my dogs can find birds, because I'll tell you what, I don't know what I'm doing. They've, they've taught me more. They're making you look good. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think dog, dogs do that. They they, they have do. a way of, uh, I mean, upland hunting in general for me is about the dogs. Oh, absolutely. I do it because of the dogs. I yeah. got into it because of the dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know people say it's a little cliche and all people over say it, but you know, for me, and it sounds like you, it's, it's really about them. Yeah. It's a passion. I'm sure it's the same, Yeah, but it's just amazing watching your dog out in the field, doing what it's bred to do. Yeah. And then to that finally... part will never get old. No, <laughs> never get old. No. The second they leave that tailgate, they're just on a mission to find yeah. those birds. Yeah. And I don't know about you. I, my dogs, I don't even think it's so much about getting the bird and getting to retrieve it i think that it's more about getting that point mm. and then it's like it's almost like a drug addiction yeah. you know? they get that <laughs> point and it's like yeah. drugs entering yep. their their system like that's almost the reward yeah yeah, yeah. i don't Absolutely. know about your dog's gauge is he's not a natural retriever i did force Same break him mine. last year okay um but for him and for me if he gets a point in or gets on a bird on a, on a trip or in a day i'm happy with that oh, as absolutely. long as he got a point i feel like he got rewarded for his work all his miles he put in yep i completely uh, agree yeah both my dogs are the same they yeah. they need to be force fetched uh, rogue does a little better job than oakley but yeah um, that's one thing with the with the pointer breed that i think is pretty common throughout is yeah they aren't the greatest at retrieving sure Sure. Well, yeah, and, and some so like uh, so Gage's line of dogs. Um, 
so Jeff out in in uh, Elizabeth, um, you know, he, he bred these dogs, you know, for years and years and years. He's been doing this maybe 25, 30 years. And it's all horseback field trials is what they were bringing his dogs for. And retrieving was not even, it's not even on the scale of, of um, a point system. So like he wasn't going to breed dogs that had that in there because he didn't need that. Right. Um, he said some of his dogs will. Um, there's some, I think he, he started a, a few dogs that had that ability. And he says, hey, if, you, if that's really important, then you want a puppy from these dogs. Um, but the majority of his dogs that are, are really top-notch, they're just not natural retrievers. Yeah, interesting. Um, and that's, I think it's just personal preference. I think, I, I think when I first got Gage, I could get hung up a little bit on it. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's that, that he needs retrieve. Like, right. that's, that's like the end-all, be-all. Um, I think I'm, I'm opening up to it a little bit more. Like, yeah, it'd be nice. Mm-hmm. But I'm finding like over the last few years I've been doing this, I'm like, I don't, that's not a high, the highest priority for me. It's as I want good dog work. I want them to range well, listen well, mm-hmm. um, and just have that that good instinct. Yeah, I think I, I definitely agree with that. Um, you know, my dogs will tra- chase the bird down if it's still running. Yeah, and, and somehow they kill it. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, do you do, do you, you experience the same thing? He will. He'll typically stand over it. Yeah, they like, <laughs> like they like guard pounce it on until it, I get right? there. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's kind of what mine do. And occasionally I'll get a retrieve. Yeah. That's just a reward, sure. an extra reward at the end yeah. of it. So. Yeah. I, um, so Gunner's off at training, and I checked in with the trainer a couple of days ago. I said, hey, how's he doing? Like, um, He's like, he's he's finding birds great. He's pointing great. Uh, releasing the birds is another story. <laughs> he wants to he's like, we're, we're working on it. Yeah. And I kind of knew that going in, all the, the yeah. birds I've had Gunner on. Um, he will literally just lock his jaw. Really? He will just lock it. I, I pry and pry and pry. And I have to use a little, just a little bit more, more pressure to get that bird out. But he's, it's like a, uh, he's possessed. <laughs> that, that drug takes over. Yeah. Um, you know what I have found with retrieving is uh, I finally got my dogs in some water. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, I was having the toughest time. I throw a dummy out there, and they're like, they just stare at it. <laughs> And then I try to shoo them in there, and they, they get to the point where it's time to swim, and they come right back to yeah. me. So I finally had to get out there in my waders, Wait, oh, with which was a horrible idea. I should have just, <laughs> just wore a swimsuit because I got soaking wet. Oh, sure. This is recently? <laughs> yeah, this oh, was okay. like maybe two weeks ago. Oh, geez. Okay. And I took my buddy's lab out with me. Oh, okay. So the lab actually did all the training, yeah. not me. Yeah. And I think that that was able to get them that retrieving drive because... I don't know. Maybe seeing it's just more fun. Yeah, seeing the other dog, and then it's more fun. Maybe swimming to it yeah. and, and bringing it back. I have no idea. Interesting. But, so I'm hoping that maybe that'll help a little bit of yeah. that. Yeah, retrieving. That'd be body. awesome. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, time will tell. I guess <laughs> he's he's only had one experience in the water. And okay, it wasn't again. He was a year old. I didn't know what I was doing, so I like literally like, brought him out there with me and like kind of plopped him in. Yeah. <laughs> like, swam with him back to shore. <laughs> Don't recommend that. <laughs> um, talk. Let's talk a little bit more about training. Um, have you done most of the training yourself? Did you learn from someone? Did you use a pro trainer? Like, what was that process like? I have done most of it myself, mostly just because I really enjoy it. Uh, you know, it's an escape for it's me. It's kind of soothing, isn't it? It is, yeah. You know, it's therapy in a yeah. way. And there's just nothing better about watching your dog finally have something that it, it clicks, you yeah. know? And from that point on, you're like, oh, cool. I, I taught them that. But yeah. no, I've done most of it myself. I uh, I do not know what I'm doing by any means. but uh, like <laughs> None I of said, us do. None no, of us no. Do. <laughs> it's always, you know, we're always going to learn. Yeah. Um, but I, most of my training that I've, that I've followed is from standing stone kennels. Okay. I'll tell you what, they're, they're amazing. Uh, 
amazing. They do some that. amazing YouTube videos. Their YouTube, yeah. their uh, Instagram channels, really yeah. good. They put out some really good yep. content. I I have never had one of their training sessions not work. So that's awesome. That's yeah, pretty exciting. That's really good. Are you kind of like writing out? So, so are you watching what you enjoy? You know what you want to work with your dog on. Um, are you kind of like writing out a plan of like some milestones you want to hit with your dogs? Like like take take uh, this next puppy you get. Like what's kind of your process going into this? Are you saying, all right, first month or two I have him, I want to hit this goal. And then after that? Yeah, I don't think I've ever written anything down. It's just kind of, you know, random in a way. Uh, but I think the most important thing with the young dog is to make sure that they're introduced to a bird and with gunfire. And that way they're not gun shy. But um, that's one of the first things I do. Uh, minus, you know, sit and just general obedience around the house. Um, but I do a bird and gun intro. And then I start working on uh, getting them to point naturally. And one thing that I, at least for me, I think that if you can enhance their natural abilities rather than forcing them to do something, I would rather train that way if I can. Sure. Um, So the pointing drills that I do, it's just going off their natural ability and enhancing that. And then down the road, um, it gets into some woe training and getting them to hold steady and, and all that. But... Um, with this next one, I think that what I will probably change is start a little younger because they're so smart. <laughs> they really they, are. They pick up quick. That drive is just in them. Yeah. So I think that I'll probably start a little younger and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And you, uh, is it, we were talking a little bit earlier about pigeons. I know you're a big <laughs> pigeon guy. You got, you got yeah. a bunch of them. Um, is that, so obviously that came after the dogs, right? Out of a necessity? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it did. I don't know if you were like a cool pigeon guy. Like, no. You had them before the dogs and you're like, hey. No, in fact, like everyone that knows me, like, you're a weirdo. Do you, well, <laughs> at work, I'm, on, I'm around a lot of just non-hunters. And yeah. I say, like, in conversation, I'm like, yeah, hey, we have chickens and pigeons and dogs. And I'm like, wait, wait, back up. You said pigeons? Pigeons? I'm like, yeah. And then they say, what do you do with them? And then I have to go into the whole, like, you know, G to PG version of what I do with these pigeons. Yeah. And this, all of, everyone's been really cool, but they're like, uh, wait, huh? What? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, the dog like will like hunt them in quotation like in the off season. Yeah. I fire a blank pistol, blah blah blah. They're like, huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I get the same reaction, <laughs> even from you know hunting guys. They're like, why do you have them in your backyard though? Like, what, what are you doing? Because <laughs> I live in the city, you sure. know, I have neighbors on every side yep. of me. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm I've become quite a uh i don't know pigeon fanatic nice. i guess i'll say um to the point where it's really hard for me to shoot a kill pigeon now <laughs> I, I don't know if you experience that's another the same level thing. not i'm not there yet okay <laughs> i'm not there yet maybe it'll be different because i just got these a month ago so yeah I, so in fact i when i have to shoot them for training uh i buy pigeons from other people because <laughs> i don't want to shoot my own next level yeah it's just it's weird yeah, yeah but no, they it's... have little personalities and then they have yeah. their little, little i don't know what are they called chicklets yep yep <laughs> the, sque- the squeakers yeah they the, call the them squeakers, squeakers. they're real young yeah yep so i don't know i've grown a little bit of a, a heart for them <laughs> it's but. it's fun though it, it uh goes back to that um just the dog training thing and process in general mm-hmm. it's kind of the, another component to it another level it's uh, i mean maybe that's the thing about dog training like it's enjoyable to tend to the pigeons and make sure they're fed yeah. and watered and all that stuff as weird as it sounds it's it's part of the process it's part of you know helping us create good bird dogs yeah without pigeons i wouldn't i wouldn't have bird dogs yeah they're huge 
They're huge. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about uh, is it NAVDA or Nastra you're in. Um, the only thing that I've done is AKC tests. AKC, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So, talk a little bit about that because I know both your dogs just earned their junior hunt. Yeah, they just, what was that, two weeks ago, a week and a half ago? That's pretty recent. Um, yeah, I took them out for the first hunt test through AKC, just did the junior test. And I'll be honest, I didn't know what to expect. I, yeah. I went out there and I found a lady that, you know, looked like she was no, she knew what she was doing. <laughs> I was like, hey. And, you know, and this is your first one, right? This is my first okay. one, yeah. So, I said, hey. You know, can you walk me through this? What's my dog allowed to do? What can I do? Did I read you, the rule book. Did you just but... show up or did you... No, no, I, I, I registered. I'm here, guys. <laughs> no, oh, that'd no, be pretty awesome. I registered, but... Uh, no, she she was very helpful and uh, it was pretty cool. It was a different experience. Yeah. I think a lot of the AKC testing is a lot of breeders, um, not necessarily so much people that all they do is hunt. Okay. Um, but it was good. It was good. We had... Uh, some crappy weather, but the dogs were able to get one of their uh, one of their runs through, and they both got straight nines. I think that's almost perfect. I'm, I'm okay. not too sure, but okay. it was good. I think they have to um, they have to locate a bird, find you know find a bird, show desire to hunt, point the bird, um, and then hold steady until uh, until wing. Okay. And then you have to fire a blank pistol, but they both did good. Oakley actually, so Oakley's like 11 months. She's a little puppy still. Yeah, it's young. And uh, I was a little concerned taking her out because her <laughs> obedience, especially without an e-collar, because you can't have an e-collar for Oh, these. crap. Yeah, so <laughs> I, was, I was a little nervous, um, but I let her off the leash, you know, and the field's over one direction. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, she's running that way. And then she gets downwind. Oh, no. And upwind is the huge crate of like 300 quail. And I'm like, oh, no. She turns towards it. Here we go. And she starts creeping and getting to a point. And I'm like, no, no, no. Those are not the birds that you're supposed to point. <laughs> yeah, I know. Are you able to communicate with them just verbally? Yeah. They take points I off? got lucky. I think that the judges um, wanted to stay a little closer to me because it was my first time. Okay. Um, but I was like, I, I guess I got to go get her. Yeah. She's not listening. She's <laughs> locked on to these birds. Oh, no way. And I was like, well, she did what she was supposed to do. Uh, but after that, she did good. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so, so back up a little bit to the, the judging system. So it's um, they are steady till flush, and then they can chase. Or steady yeah, through for the junior shot. they can they can uh, chase after the flush. Okay, I think for senior and master they have to hold steady till shot or release. I haven't read the rule book yet. Okay, that's a goal. Of Dude, mine I love that. You just jumped in. I love it. Yeah, I figured why not and. It's a, it's a spring, summertime. Like, let's yeah. get, let's, nothing else going if on. If nothing else, it's a training session, right? Yeah, totally. No, a couple, it, couple it birds. And... I took the kiddos out. Oh, That's good. one thing I haven't talked about. I got a boy and a girl that I just love taking out hunting with me. My nice. son's nine. So this season might be his first season carrying okay. a gun. We'll okay. see. Nice. And then my daughter, she tags along. I, oh, yeah. I throw her in a backpack. Every once <laughs> yeah, there you go. So I haven't done the backpack thing yet. I, uh, actually, yeah, it's, I, I need it's to get my out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure carrying a 40, 50 pound kid on your back through the uplands. Yeah, yeah. But they both, they're good sports about it all. And, um, I actually just got my son a new shotgun. So oh, nice. That'll make it a little more exciting. For oh, him. that's going to take it to a, a new level for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially sure. if he gets to load it. We'll see. Oh, yeah. You know, we yeah. got to be safe. Oh, sure. And hunting behind dogs is just, yeah, you, that's you can't the, be too safe. That's the other component, too. It's not just people, but dogs. And right. Both yeah, because both my there. dogs are still chasing. So, you, yeah. quite frankly, I've had to not shoot at birds before because of it. I was, I was going to ask you, is that something you want? Do you want to get your dogs steady to wing shot fall? Is that yeah. something you... 
It is. It's something I've debated if I'm going to do um, release after a gunshot or release um, with their name or command mm-hmm. or something. And I think I've decided that I want to do their name mostly because um, if I if it's a release with a gunshot, they're both going to chase. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to have this tug of war over a bird. So I think mm-hmm. I'm going to try to do their name okay. and let one dog get the retrieve. I, I figure it's, it's fair that the dog points it, gets the retrieve. Sure. I don't know. I'm still working all that out. Sure. But. Hopefully by next season I have them close. Yeah. Uh, I think Rogue will definitely be close, but Oakley's yeah. still a young one. Yeah, so. uh, no, it's yeah. Let her let her have fun and yeah. Because did so? Did you hunt her this past season? I did. Okay, uh, she was like six months old, five okay. months old, in her first field, and I really hadn't done all that much training with her. Uh, mostly just a little pointing. Training, let that but, let that natural ability kick. Yeah, in well, and, and more than anything, she learned from Rogue, hmm. and uh, she just she even learned to. Um, on her rogue's point all on her own oh nice which was pretty sweet but that's really cool yeah that's awesome man um i had one more thing we were just talking and something else popped in my head but it'll uh it'll come back to me um let's talk about uh, a little bit about your your hunting what kind of hunting uh are you doing most i know you mentioned you know you hunt in colorado a bit um are you traveling outside of colorado um last season i did not um i would like to i'm trying to go to south dakota this year maybe idaho um, but we'll see. Uh, mostly, everything was, everything actually. My entire life of hunting has been Colorado and Kansas, so it's okay. time to get out there and okay. explore a little more. Yeah. Um, but I've done a lot of pheasant hunting in Colorado. We actually just got up last season for grouse hunting, which that is a blast. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I mean it's beautiful. Yeah, I, I've only tried blue grouse once. He was maybe a year and a half or two. Okay. Um, came across some feathers, stuff like that, but no, no uh, grouse yet. But. Yeah, we only got into two out of four trips, so you know a lot of hiking. Hey, it's not bad. <laughs> not bad. Yeah, it half. was fun. Yeah, that's that's a blast. Um, but yeah, I would say grouse is probably my favorite, mostly just because of because of the scenery. Have you tried Have you tried Colorado sage grouse yet? I have Chasing not. Uh, okay. So that's what north by Wyoming, northwest, yeah. And it's like there's only a couple units that you can hunt. Yeah, and it's like a week long, maybe if that. Yeah, it's like five yeah. six days, maybe. Yeah, I know the population is pretty low. Yeah, I think Wyoming has a decent amount. Wait, well, yeah, I have not tried. They that. have a longer season for sure, but yeah. then there's all the stuff on uh, populations are down and, and bird numbers are down and stuff. So. Um, they're in Montana too, so I, it's definitely on my on my bucket list this year. To yeah, try. same here. What are there? I think there's ten species of upland bird in Colorado. Yeah, in Colorado. So yeah, I was, I'd I was like trying to get them all. I know it'd be super fun. Yeah. Um, down, I was just talking with someone a couple days ago on the podcast about this. Um, he was asking. They're they want to move to Colorado actually, and so he was asking. He turned the turned the interview on me. <laughs> he's like, hey, so tell me about the upland hunting there and all that. And uh, the the vet I go to, he's actually a big uh, quail hunter. Oh, very and, cool. Um, he uh, he goes down like southeast Colorado and and has a blast down there. Um, I do remember what I was going to ask you before. Is your plan to? I'm always curious with people that have multiple dogs. Uh, is your plan to hunt them together, or are you with a strategy of like? Hunt one of them hard, then rest them, switch switch them out. What's kind of your plan going forward? Uh, last season, I hunted both of them together uh, pretty much every field. When we bring that third dog into the mix, I think I'm going to give one a break. Um, you know, move to the next field, give another one a break. Um, just because I've hunted with guys that have three dogs out there, and it just looks hard. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, like even controlling the e-collar. Like you oh, got to yeah. switch back and forth to three different dogs. But yeah. I think I'll probably stick to two at a time. Um, I just, it's probably a little easier to yeah. to watch them and make sure they're, 
not running off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what uh, what G color are you running right now? Right now, I have the uh, the Garmin 200i handheld. Oh yeah. Uh, with I think it's the T5 collar, and really, mo- I'm mostly so it's the bigger one or smaller one. It's the bigger one. Is that the T5? I think. Uh, so this the orange one's a TT15. Okay. The red one's a TT15 Mini. Okay. Yeah, it's so just it is the light. TT15. I'm okay. sorry. It's the orange one. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I, the reason that I went with that is I was running a different um, GPS collar on them. And it just, okay. it was super delayed, like 30, 40 seconds. Oh, wow. And mostly with the grouse hunting that I've done. That's, the dogs, that's thick. Yeah, it's thick. And you have no idea where your dog yeah. is at sometimes. That's where those GPS comes in handy. Yeah, absolutely. And the last thing that I want is is to ever lose a dog. Yeah. Um, I think the investment is. Oh, I'm you, I'm a I'm a big believer in, yeah. in GPS colors. Um, yeah, you, buddy's dog run off at a trainer. Uh, um, they were in Utah on vacation. I uh, got the call from the trainer. Hey, I've missed your dog for eight hours. Just FYI. So we all go out looking for the dog. They drive back from Utah. We're looking for this dog. And uh, next day they bought one. Day after that, my buddy, other buddy, bought one. Yeah. And, then, and then we got one as well. Yeah, it's great insurance. Yeah, just for that insurance. Um, you put all this time and effort into a, a hunting dog and a family companion. Mm-hmm. Last thing you want to do is is call your wife up on the way home from a hunting trip and be like, uh, "Honey, yeah, I'm coming home, but uh, we don't have a dog." Yeah. Did Did your buddy ever find the dog? They did. Okay. Yes. Good. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. The he dog left the came cliffhanger back. There. I think. <laughs> Tune in next week. Uh, yeah, I think I think total dog has gone about twelve hours, maybe. Gosh, yeah, that's they, just they got, it was just before dark. They saw this little white, it was a Brittany, it was a brother to okay. Gage. It's a little Brittany, white Brittany streaking across the plains of Colorado. Oh, thank <laughs> so, goodness they found it. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. It's uh, easy to do. Like, losing a dog is well, yeah, I mean, fairly you, common. Thing. You think you get him on get him on a deer or yeah. even a bird or, or the dog gets over a hill? Yeah. And, and you talk about, you know, the, the woods of Colorado here. It's, yeah. again, it took him up grouse hunting and it was a like I was still very new he was young mm-hmm. and I was just super freaked out like he'd get over a little hill and you don't see him for a little bit yeah. that's where you just gotta kinda trust at that point but having that GPS is just that uh, yeah. that peace of mind well especially with different species I feel like at least for me I'll let my dog range more sure like there there were times where I was grouse hunting they're like five, six hundred yards away yeah um, as long as you know like you yeah. know, then you can get to them if something you know it's, it's just that peace of mind yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Um, bu- 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 what do we got here? Uh, let's go back to your kids for real quick. So you're talking about getting your kids into hunting. I think that's a. Again, I got I got five kiddos, so I got a lot of work to do. Get, getting them all, getting them all. That's a lot of shotguns. That's a lot of shotguns, man. Oh my gosh, don't remind me. All the shells, all the orange vests. Yeah. Um, which is super fun. Uh, I just made a post this morning, actually, just just on getting my kids excited about the birds and yeah. letting them like. Let them experience like that part of hunting uh, in that controlled environment still, and and so they're all showing a little bit of interest. Um, how'd that go for you and your kids? Like, how did, did were they showing interest? Were you how how'd you introduce them to it? So I've had my son, he's nine now, shooting guns since he was maybe I don't know a little BB gun at like three years old. So um, I think that that was probably one of the bigger things that I did is just got him interested in guns because every guy out there likes guns, sure. right? So I, I got him a little 410, let him shoot that. We've upgraded now. He's, he's got a 20 gauge. And then I think just taking him out, um, especially this last season, I got to take him dove hunting and I oh, let nice. him have a loaded gun. Nice. We're sitting in a blind. We're watching doves you know, fly right in front of us. 
I'm the only one next to him in the blind. So I felt that that was the safest way sure. to, to start him. Yeah. And uh, he loved it. He actually killed his first his first dove. Nice. Um, that, it's just been it's been a blast getting both of them out there. My daughter's only four, so oh, sure. she mostly just rides in my backpack or walks <laughs> <Yeah>. along, and, <laughs> totally. and she's just in for the yeah. for the fun. But um, along with them, I've actually recently got my wife into into hunting. Oh, nice! And uh, I'll tell you what, with my wife and both my kids, they are huge animal lovers. Like, nice. like we have six chickens, and I was talking to my wife about, you know, do you think you can shoot a bird? <laughs> and she's like, Yeah, I think so. Ha- I has think she I'll, ever? Yeah, she actually she got her last uh, last season. She got her first couple birds, um, which was fun. But yeah, she was definitely sad about it. So, <laughs> you know what? Though I get sad about it still to this sure, day. Sure, sure. I think that you just have to have respect for the animal. Absolutely. And part of that, for me at least, is I'm a big softy. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you love animals. I know. Yeah. I'm the same. I got the chickens and pigeons and dogs. And yeah. Like, I, I enjoy animals. So. Yeah, absolutely. But it's been fun getting my wife and kids into it all at the same time. Um, we actually did a trip. A pheasant hunt um, with a couple buddies, my wife and two kids, and we went up well, pretty much all day without seeing much. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I see one of my buddies just running through the field, you know, with a shotgun <laughs> in front of him. I'm like, "What the heck is he doing?" <laughs> so I watch him, and he's like sprinting after this rooster. <laughs> oh. I'm like, "What are you doing?" And then it flushes, of course, it flies up and over this windrow. Yeah, and uh, my wife spotted it, so. It was she hadn't killed a bird yet, and then it was another friend's birthday. So I'm like, all right, wind's going this way. You guys go on this side of the wind, bro, and uh, we'll go on this side. Hopefully, flush it out to you. So we're walking along, and all of a sudden, I hear rooster from my wife, and she is she is the most fun to hunt with because she just gets all excited. <laughs> excited, yeah, yeah, and she screams and yells, rooster! Oh my gosh! And so, anyways, uh, my buddy who it was his birthday, he got to shoot the bird. Oh, nice. Um, my wife just sat and watched him. <laughs> that's a, that's. A, I'd have to let him tell the story because sure. he witnessed it all. But so I, I hear the gunshots go off, and I run over there, and he's he's running up to like this this cattle trough or, or you know something like that, and the bird had actually fallen right in the middle of it. Oh no way! And so I send both my dogs over there to retrieve it, and all of a sudden there goes the rooster sprinting, oh. and I'm like, oh gosh! There goes my wife and buddy sprinting. And my daughter's like standing right here with oh me. And I'm like, well, I'll stay with my daughter. You got the kids with you too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh, that's yeah. awesome. So they all got to witness that, and, and the bird. I swear that thing ran like two oh miles. My gosh. And the dogs never saw it. Oh So no they way. could never retrieve it. But oh. my wife actually chased it down. Oh good. And she got to get it. But that was a blast. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Are you um Are you hunting uh, public, private, mix? mostly public? Okay. Um, you know, I've I've tried the whole um, knock on people's door thing. And uh, I think that when I bring my son yeah. and I say, hey, you know, first time hunter, I'd like to get... my boy out. Yeah. It's his first season. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, it seems like most people are, yeah. are really willing to let you get out there. Yeah. But there's a right way to do it. And I have had people send their dogs after me. Oh, <laughs> like, no so after that, I, I stopped uh, doing it for a little bit. But Colorado public land is a little rough. So from yeah. time to time, I'll knock on doors. And, yeah. Yeah. But I've knocked on knocked on one door. Yeah. Um, in Colorado, and uh, it was an okay experience. He said no, but yeah. um, he's really nice about it. And he actually said, uh, "Hey, you know, maybe maybe check back next year." I was yeah. Like, oh, okay. Cool. cool. Like we'll do. I haven't done that yet, but <laughs> we'll we'll see. Yeah, I think my experience is about fifty fifty. Yeah. Um, and most of the time they're nice about it. In fact, 
<laughs> one of my buddies asked and got invited inside for some warm milk. Oh, <laughs> nice. And, uh, yeah, they let us hunt their property. Nice. So that was cool. Well, uh, I think I mentioned earlier my buddy Matt. Uh, he's over in Lone Tree here. Um, he's all, him and his dad both um, are all about the pub, or private land and knock on doors. Mm-hmm. And um, they just, they do it really well. And yeah. I got to, um, we did a snow goose hunt with them and I found a pheasant with Matt and his dad. And uh, it it's kind of, re- just, it's reassuring watching two people do it and then going, oh, that's how you interact. That's yeah. how you carry yourself. That's because right. time and time again, they're getting invited in for coffee, mm-hmm. snacks. They're talking to these, these landowners for 20, 30 minutes right. and just building relationships and yeah. talking about this one guy. Say, hey, I, you know, I got a kid in the way in a couple months. And, oh, so cool. Um, you know, me and the other guy were in the truck, just kind of watching all this unfold at the front door. So it was uh, it was cool to see. It's, it's yeah, cool that to see. is. It cool. is. Possible. You know, I've actually thought about going before the season. That way, yeah. I'm not walking up in orange and sure. You know, the dogs in the back barking, and it, I feel like it might be a little more respectful. And yeah, I might give that a shot this year. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You said trying to you're going to try to get to South Dakota this year. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe late October, I think, is the plan. Okay. Uh, but we have a lot of lot of different plans going, so yeah. you know how that can be. Oh, sure. <laughs> There's <laughs> all these ideas and hopes. Yeah. But, yeah. And I'm not a good you know, planner. I plan about a week in advance if I'm lucky. Yeah. <laughs> One thing for sure is we're planning a grouse hunt nice. in September. So. Nice. That's awesome. We'll do that. Hopefully get into uh, South Dakota. I would really love to get to Idaho. Yeah. Um, do a little, little. Do you have a species up there you're looking hunts. for? Huns. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've, I've never shot one. I've never seen one. Okay. Same. Um, same. So I would love to get into those. And they're just such cool birds. But Yeah. Well, you could come up to uh, Montana with me. Oh, September. yeah. 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 So I'm doing a little September cool. uh, Montana trip. I, I have two guaranteed wife approved trips. So oh, far. there you <laughs> go. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, one to Nebraska early September and then uh, later September up to Montana. Awesome. So that's yeah. awesome. So we'll see. We should talk more. Yeah, definitely. Um, what's uh, what's some gear you've you've added over the past you know season or two that um, you know for a, for a new hunter out there, new new dog owner out there? What's what's something that one or two things that you think is, is valuable to uh, add to your add to your collection? Well, we talked about the collars. I think that's really important with GPS and just having that assurance that. You know, most likely you're not going to lose your dog. Um, that would be probably number one on my list. Uh, number two would be some good kennels. You know, God forbid you get in a bad accident. You sure. want those dogs to be safe. Because like you said, you're putting a lot of time, money, and effort into these yeah. dogs. And for me, they're part of my family. Yeah. Um, so good kennels that will keep them safe. And then like you and I both did, the top are just to keep them warm. Mm. Um, yeah. Other than that, I, I don't know. I don't get too into gear except for guns. <laughs> nice. um, yeah, you do. You have uh, the Franke, don't you? Yeah, I just okay. got the Franke. Uh, what is it? The Instinct SL. SL. Okay, I love nice. it. It's like five and a half pounds. Are you a twenty gauge guy? I just switched. So yes. I, I was always a twelve gauge, mostly just because I do some waterfowl too. Sure. And uh, I just switched to twenty for upland at least. Nice. And uh, I figured the wife has a, a twenty. My son has a 20, so yeah. I might as well get one. Yeah, then. might as well. Dude, <laughs> I can I, shoot their ammo, right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Share some ammo. Um, I'm a, I don't know if you've listened to the podcast at all. I'm a, I'm a big 20 gauge fan. Very cool. Um, so I have the Franky LX. Okay, I looked at LX that one. LX one, yeah. Um, I, I love it. Yeah. It shoots great. It's light. Um, it's my my first over under too, and it's it's been a blast. To, Very cool. To, to, to get, to yeah, that Franky's my first. I have a Franky Affinity. Okay. Uh, semi-auto which I loved yeah. uh, Franke in general is just a great gun dude I'm you can't super go wrong. happy good yeah. like good quality it looks nice mm-hmm. and really like I think reasonable for an over, we talk oh, about absolutely. over-unders absolutely um, I think the value is uh, the value is there 
For yeah, sure. but as far as gear goes, I would say shotguns are probably my number one thing. I mean, you got to have a good shotgun. You do. <laughs> I mean, you do. And I just... I, you don't have to, but it's, it's nice. <laughs> it feels nice. Plus, any excuse to buy another gun, right? Oh, sure. <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, I finally got my wife, my son, and I all some over-unders, so that's been cool. Oh, nice. So you guys all have an over-under? Yeah, I actually nice. found my son this sweet little gun. It's, it's called a Yildiz. Okay. And uh, it's Turkish. And the only that. stores in America that sell it is Academy Sports. Oh, wow. Um, but it's a little 20 gauge. It's a youth, so it's got the short stock, the short barrel. Okay. And uh, it's like five pounds or so. Oh, wow. That's Auto perfect. ejector, selector switch. How impress your nine year old shooting a 20 gauge already. That's awesome. Yeah, actually, that thing I think might kick less than his 410. Oh, it, it's wow. just a very well made gun. That's great. Um, that's great. But he over under, it. we're talking about kids too. Over under probably is the safest too yeah. for a kid. Yeah, I would agree. I There's really way less moving parts. They don't have to, you know, load it um, yeah. or, or cock it or anything. Yeah, but. definitely. That's awesome. Um, all right. So uh, every uh, every episode, I kind of end with uh, just some kind of rapid fire questions. Um, we'll go through. Just give me your your short answer. You can elaborate on a couple things if you if you need to, but. Um, if not a GSP, you're a big GSP guy, what's your second favorite dog breed? So I'll preface this with, I don't know anything about other hunting dogs. Okay. <laughs> so, you, you know what you like yeah. and you stick to it. Well, I don't even know much about the GSP. I just know that that's what I picked, so now I'm sticking <laughs> And I love the look of them. Uh, they, but they, I, I will know. say, they are beautiful dogs. Yeah, they're just like, that's what a dog looks like to me. Yeah. But I would say probably an English setter. Okay. Um, they're just fancy looking, like... They look like they belong in a mansion, you know? <laughs> yes. I don't know that I would want them in the field. Sure. Um, just because they look so good. But They do look good. That high tail on point, too. Yeah, they are sweet looking dogs. nice. But again, I don't know much about them. And then I, I just recently saw, like, I think it's Lou Allen Setter. Oh, yeah. Is that, is that the same thing? I, Slightly different. Okay. Slightly different. Okay. Um, but yeah, those are cool. I don't know much about... Yeah, yeah I know they're... Do you follow, like, the Pheasants Forever Bird Dog for Habitat campaign yeah, they just yeah. did? Uh, I think it was like Bob St. Pierre or someone was, was uh, joking around, but they had like an, uh, the setter category mm-hmm. you could people could donate to, and then there was a Llewellyn setter category. Okay. <laughs> so they were saying the setter were getting less votes because they split those two breeds. Oh, really? GSP won, but... Huh. <laughs> so. Interesting. Um, okay, yeah. I've, I think after... I think every... After every season of podcast I do, which will be about 10 or 12 episodes, I'm going to tally up all the... The, Get the votes. The, the votes of, yeah. of uh, everyone's favorite dog breed. I've gotten a couple setters. Okay. A couple GSPs. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been all over the board, but yeah, that's some fun. fun. Awesome, man. Um, solo hunt with you and your dogs or a group hunt with friends? I would say a group hunt with my family. Okay. You know, like I said earlier, there's just nothing better than teaching my kids how to get out there and do some upland hunting. And then uh, my wife is just a blast to hunt with. Mm. You know, the high the high pitched screams. <laughs> we give her crap for it. Oh, sure. I'll tell you what though, she gets uh she fits right in with the guys when we're out hunting, which is a blast. Nice. So I would say her, maybe a couple buddies and the kiddos. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not much of a solo guy. Yeah. Nice. Um, all right, a couple more. I think you answered this already, but favorite bird species to hunt. So far, uh, dusky grouse. Okay. Um I've always loved pheasant. They're just, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with them. <laughs> yes, they can be frustrating. <laughs> yeah, because they run. Those little, they those do. little punctures. So you watch them through the field. You see their little neck just stick up. take off. Or you, yeah. you get to the edge of the field, and then they, like, 50 yeah. yards out, they all just go, boosh. Right, right. Um, 
But I don't know. I, I don't know that I'd necessarily have a favorite bird to hunt. I would say the scenery is more what mm-hmm. I like. Like yeah. up in the mountains for grouse is just beautiful. You can't go wrong there. Yeah. And the couple days that I went home empty-handed, at least I got some good scenery and yeah. pictures. And there's a, a saying like no bad days. Like there's not a bad day. When no, you're out, when you're out no. there behind your dog with your family. Or, exactly. Or, you know, yep. and, and the dogs really do make the difference for me. I, yep. I think just like you said. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what gun are you carrying into the Uplands? I think you mentioned the Franke LS. Yes, Franke Instinct LS, okay. and then I use the Affinity. It's like Affinity Three Elite um, for waterfowl. Okay. Have you have you taken your dogs waterfowl hunting with you? I have not. So actually, all the waterfowl hunting I've done doesn't have water. Okay. Um, and I'll be honest, I don't think they'll be able to pull a goose in yet. <laughs> that, that would take some serious that w- training. That would. Especially Oakley. She's a little thing. She's oh, like sure. 44 pounds. Oh, so wow. Okay. That the goose half her weight, maybe. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, there is, I think it's Gunner's mom or his dad. There's a picture of him online. Um, and the French Britney's, I mean, Gage is 44 pounds right okay. now. Gunner is 32. Okay. So Gunner's small. Yeah. He, he's only about 10, 11 months. But uh, but French Britney is generally that thirty five range, okay. and uh, there's a picture of this again. His either dad or mom, I forget, um, hauling in a big old can oh, of the goose. Cool. Yeah, so I think it's out of the water too. I was like, that's wow, awesome. that's that's pretty sweet. Jeez. I mean, that goose is literally probably maybe the size of the, right, of the, yeah. of the Britney. So, have you got yours out for some waterfowl? No, no, have not okay. taken him out for waterfowl. Again, he doesn't retrieve. Um, Gunner Gunner could. I mean, he's showing a lot of natural uh, awesome. retrieve. Um, again, he, he'll do it if I force him. Um, so maybe he would. Maybe he'd do all, do all right with waterfall. But um, I'm just finding myself. I, I, a big part of when I started hunting was waterfall. Yeah. Um, and then since the dogs, Upland's just taken over. Yeah, same <laughs> everything. Same thing. <laughs> everything. I, and for I, me, there's not as much fun for the dog in waterfall. Yeah. Maybe if maybe if there's water that they sure. can swim out to, but just sure. where I, I mean, hunt there's, I mean uh, no no shame against waterfall. It's no. just more sitting and waiting. Yeah. Um, Buddy and I, uh, and I joke all the time, or not joke, but just, we enjoy upland hunting because you're, you, you don't, uh, you're not successful in this field. Well, your luck could change the next field you stop yeah. at. Like it's kind of, you're moving, you're picking new habitat and ground mm-hmm. to cover. Um, waterfall, it's, you got to kind of get lucky, like make sure the birds are flying, yeah. your decoys look decent. Yeah. And, and still, all those things, you know, could be good and the birds are still going to go. Yeah, whoosh. they still just fly right over you. Go right over. And with my calling, they definitely fly over yeah. They just keep going. They're like, like what is that's go- a, that's a dead goose going on down there? <laughs> thing getting squished. <laughs> um, last, last one on the rapid fire. Uh, beverage of choice after a hunt. Uh, my buddy and I started a thing where after we hunt, we drink a fat tire. Okay. Uh, well, I enjoy fat tire. Yeah, fat tire is just good beer, but um, I, I like all beers, really. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily have a favorite, but fat tire seems to be the one that shows up more than Yeah, more than <laughs> it's the, in the cooler. <laughs> yeah, it's the just end. there, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome, man. How about you? Um, Probably a Coors Banquet. Okay. Yeah. Love that Coors Banquet. Or a, or a the regular Coors Light. Um, so yeah, something light, something easy. Um, yeah, it's kind of my go-to. Very cool. Or just chug a Gatorade because I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm dying out yeah, there. I'm exhausted. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite things, I know we keep going back to GPS collars, but is watching how many miles the dogs do. Oh, I know. That's like, I love, and I, I have a spreadsheet I'll track uh, okay. throughout the season. I'll just kind of plug different numbers in. Um, just kind of see like what they'll do in the season, yeah. in the field. I'm like, 
Damn. What are they doing on a typical 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 day a typical day? Uh, 22, 24 miles. Okay, mine yeah. are about the same. Yeah. That's just crazy. That's, that's kind of average. And I'm usually about like six or seven, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. same. Okay. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe in the seven, eight range. Yeah, they work a lot harder than us. They really and do. And then uh, when when they get the bird, I miss, and then I just... Oh, oh yeah, I know. He, he, I swear he gives me dirty looks <laughs> when, <laughs> when I miss on. a bird. I missed a couple of good ones last year. Yeah, same. And uh, he did he did his part. He did great. And uh, I swear he just kind of... After I shot, he was still standing there. He's like, really, dude? <laughs> Are you serious? Like that bird's supposed to fall. I know. Huh? It was a d- double, too. Two roosters flashed. Oh, yeah, missed, missed them both. But That's funny. I actually, uh, I watched my, <laughs> this, this might not be uh, PG, but I watched my, <laughs> my uncle get out. to we, we split a corner of a cornfield, my wife, my uncle, and I. And um, he goes one corner and all I look over at him as I'm driving to the next corner, and he's, he's taking a pee. And all of a sudden... <laughs> Two roosters flush up right in front of him. Oh. So I watch him try to zip his pants, pull his gun up, and get a shot off. And yeah, we didn't get those. <laughs> didn't, didn't, I was going to ask. Know. But he got two right after that. So. <laughs> I um, This past season is the first time I hunted uh, corners quite a bit. Yeah. And uh, we did pretty well. Are yeah, you, we had good success. Are you corners? Yeah, I mean, with a dog, it's... You don't necessarily need a dog, I don't, I don't feel like, with, sure. with corners. It's more fun, though. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> Well, and uh, some of them are just thick, so having yeah. a dog to find it is, yeah. is good. But absolutely, yeah, we've we've done quite a few. That's the nice good. thing is they're quick. Yeah, <laughs> they are. The you you can be pretty efficient. Yeah, especially with kids too. Probably mm-hmm. kids uh, corners are probably a, a good idea. Yeah, I just I lucked out. My kids are good sports with walking. That's and, awesome. Yeah, yeah I've uh, I haven't got my kids out on an official hunt yet. Okay. Um, hopefully this year, maybe the the nine year old and the seven year old. Yeah, um, perfect. To get them out with. Working dogs and stuff like that, but yeah. um, they're, yeah, I think they're ready. I think they're excited just to walk along, tag along. Cool. They'll enjoy it. Yeah, it's definitely a blast. Yeah. I can't wait for my son to get his first, you know. Oh, dude, that's Rooster. that's going to bring a tear to your eye. Oh, I know. <laughs> Can yeah, you yeah. imagine? Especially if the dog points it, oh, you know, he flushes it. Write a cool book thing. on that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my, uh, my plan this year, um, so I'm going to take the kids. So for my Montana trip in September, I'm going to take the kids and do a camping trip, and we're going to combo scout combo camp with the kids and then uh, i'll go back in september and, and hunt so. oh cool so yeah where, where at uh east i don't know exactly where but like okay. southeast montana oh very um cool. so we're gonna kind of find some blm land and That's sweet um yeah just figure out a good spot to camp um there's a couple campsites up there we might we might hit um but i know you can camp on the on the bureau of land management yeah. blocks as well so Cool. So and what species are out there? That you, that you're they have everything. <laughs> um, yeah. So they got uh, Sharpies, Huns, and Sage Grouse um, cool. in the east. And then they also have, I think they have rough grouse in the mountains. Uh-huh. And they have pheasants. Woodcock, right? They got some woodcocks. They might. They might okay. have woodcock and chucker, I believe, as well. Wow. So they, they have it all. Kind of like Idaho. I think Idaho is similar. Yeah. They have, they have a little bit. Chucker's definitely on my list, too. Yeah, I haven't I been out chucker. It looks just brutal. I, uh, yeah. yeah, it's like every everyone I listen to on the podcast or whatever is like best advice: be in shape. Yeah, make sure your dog's pads are good and make sure you're in shape because mm-hmm. it's you're literally going up. Yeah, steep terrain, up there. a mountain. I know. I was, uh, do you follow Matt Davis at all from Final Rise? Uh, yes, I do. Um, I'm a big big chucker hunter, and uh, yeah, I, I follow him and Travis Warren quite a bit. And um, oh yeah, I, I did a podcast with him about a month ago, and he's like, yeah, just make sure you're in shape and yeah. your dog's ready to go. Um, but where, sorry, where I was going with that is uh, he just took a Frankie instinct. You see, he, he made it a English stock. 
So no. he cut the uh, pistol grip off of it, sanded it off, and turned his Frankie instinct into a, uh, uh, a traditional. Oh, I think I did grip. see that. Yeah, yeah. He sanded it all down. Yeah, sanded it down. Yeah, re- yeah, refinished yeah. it and stuff. Yep. I was like, oh that's my awesome. gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, I've never, I've never shot an English grip, but that's cool. Uh, that's pretty cool though. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know how that would feel in the ha- like. I don't know, I'm just so used to having that like pistol grip feel. Right. I, don't know how, I don't know. I'm yeah, sure it's be cool to try out. Absolutely. I'm looking to get my. Uh, I got to get some engraving done. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So I don't know if I could get my dogs on it. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be <laughs> awesome. That'd be awesome. Have you? Uh, I know you got a couple uh, tattoos, right? Have you gone? Yeah, the, I have a lot. Have you gone um, the dog tattoo route? I haven't. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about what I'm going to do that isn't necessarily like I don't know cliche. Or, <laughs> sure. You know, I don't. I don't want something that. I want something that uh, you know I thought of on my own, and that it's, it's specific and special for yeah, me. Yeah, original. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know what yet. Are you? I, I have tattoos for my kids. Okay. Um, but yeah, no dogs yet. Okay. No, not yet. <laughs> yeah. Eventually. Um, are you? What are your dogs' uh, paper names? Do you get pretty creative with those? Or yeah, I did. So I don't have them memorized. Uh, but Rogue, I put in. It's like Jet Black Rogue. Uh, Fumar or something like that, and and she when she was a little puppy she had like a little lightning strike okay. on her face, so I went with the German word for lightning. Oh, nice. And then Oakley's is kind of dorky. It's just uh, I think it's Jet Black Kennels Oakley Dokey. Okay, <laughs> nice. And I'll tell you what, it fits her personality because she's just a little dork. <laughs> she is. She. I love that Which dog. one's the older one? Oak- Rogue is older. Rogue is okay. And Oakley's younger. But okay. They're just a blast. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. What's uh, we'll end on this. What's uh, so anyone listening out there who, um, let's say this, they just got a bird dog, they're just getting into upland hunting. Um, what's something you know you piece of advice you would want to pass on to them? Um, maybe as they're preparing for their first season. I would say just take that first step. Um, you know, if that's buying a gun, getting out in the field, then then do it. Or if that means you want a dog, get a dog. It doesn't matter what breed. And I'll tell you what, I started knowing literally nothing about this and. Um, my dogs do pretty decent and most of that's on them but the longer I go or the more I do this the more I just love it and it's it's a passion for me but you got to take that first step and get out there and everyone that I've taken uh, has grown to love it I think I took uh, maybe three or four new hunters out last year got oh, them all a bird good so for you and they just that's loved awesome. it so yeah but, and, and if you need anything just reach out because yeah. all these hunters will help you they might not give you their best spot, but they'll they'll get you close. They'll, they'll point you in the right direction, right. give you some encouragement yeah. to uh, to take that step, like you're saying, yep. and, and get out there. Well, good for you taking three or four hundreds out there. That's yeah, it was a blast. Awesome. It was cool seeing some guys get their first yeah. bird. You know, that's really except cool. for my buddy that I yelled Han and <laughs> <laughs> I'll just stop there. Yeah. <laughs> Is he still talking to you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yelled Han, and there goes the boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> I, um, I, last time of the season, uh, I was out there with three other guys and, uh, a, a plethora, okay. Plethora of hens, which I thought, I thought were hens got up and it was pretty windy and I'm yelling, hen, hen, mm-hmm. hen. And the two guys in the middle were trusting me. The guy on the far side, again, my buddy, Matt, um, he knew what they were and they're all sharp tail. Oh, Okay. He's like, shoo, shoo. <laughs> and I'm like, hen. No, no, no. So no one shot. And uh, probably, gosh, probably 15, 20 sharp tail got up. And oh, wow. um, we tried to chase them for a little bit further. Yeah. We saw where they went down. but It looks so similar. Yeah, yeah. Unless, like, on my September sharp tail hunt last year, 
I, I knew I was targeting sharp tail. I was looking for them, so I knew. Right. You no, know, I knew if something got up, it was going to be a sharp tail. Right. Um, but I think I'm still at that point. If I if I was in a mixed kind of terrain, um, it'd be kind of tough for me to to pull the trigger. Yeah, you kind of got to go into it with the mindset that okay, yeah. look at this lighter colored bird real close. Yeah, it's like that. It's like that undercarriage butt almost. You got to see a little yeah. bit of white. Yeah, um, exactly. And so, and just more experience, I think will yeah. will help yeah. people. Well, and the angle and where the sun's at oh. that all plays a huge role. So many, so many yeah. things. <laughs> um, so Clayton, thank you so much uh, for uh, for jumping on this. Uh, it's been a ton of fun. Uh, first podcast in the garage, so it's kind of fun. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I, been, well, I was glad. to Glad to make it, and I appreciate you having me, Will. Yeah, I appreciate it. It was we'll, fun. Uh, we'll look forward. We got, I'm sure we'll get out there train a little bit yeah. and uh, work some dogs this yeah. summer, and it'll be a blast, and maybe get out in the field this year. Heck so. yeah. yeah. I'm awesome. always down to do that. Yeah. So. How can uh, how can people follow along uh, with your uh, your dogs and your story? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram, Rogue House. It's R-O-G-U-E, period, H-A-U-S. Um, you know, it's really just a place I go to post some cool pictures and to try to share my story, my family story a little bit. But nice. Yeah, reach out to me, and... Let me know if you need anything. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, you take care and have a great uh, great season. Yeah, you too. Thanks, Will. Yeah. Right. That is a wrap of episode 11. Clayton, thank you so much for that conversation. I really enjoyed it. Also, we got to get out and train. Come on, brother. Let's go. Um, I can't wait for your kennel to start, Rogue House. Uh, I know you got a new puppy coming very soon, uh, a male this time. So uh, you have some beautiful looking dogs, great photography, great page you keep up with. And so really, really enjoyed uh, our time together. Hey guys, don't forget, share this episode with a friend. Uh, share it with a mom, dad, brother, sister, coworker, cousin, aunt, uncle. I don't care. If you think they would find value from this and enjoy the podcast, share it with them uh, on social media, uh, send them the show link, whatever it might be. Hey, also leave an Apple podcast review. I do read every single review. There's not a way to respond to those, but I read those. I enjoy um, just just what you're putting into those. Um, good and bad. It just helps me grow, helps the podcast get better. Um, so I really appreciate that. Last thing, just don't forget about the Dakota 283 giveaway. It's closing the end of July, July 30th to be exact. Um, So get those Upland stories written, how you got started, why you got started, and what keeps you going. Um, Write those in. You'll be entered in in the uh, giveaway in extra five entries. Or post a video on Instagram. Make sure to tag the Upland Rookie Podcast and use the Upland Rookie Podcast hashtag. Can't wait for some of these stories to start rolling in. I think I've gotten one so far. Maybe. Maybe not. Anyways, um, guys, until next week, um, if you're not lucky enough uh, to hunt with or own a Brittany, don't worry. Any bird dog is better than no bird dog. Go put some miles on those boots and have fun in the uplands. All right. Get after it. See you next week.